How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Ghost Station Show. I did such a like a flip of a, his head that I thought he was gonna ask me how you doing, Kashvar, but no, he said how you doing, guys. So how's everyone doing? <laughs> like a game show uh turn around <laughs> as if i run like a youtube channel like how's it going guys welcome back to my channel yeah <laughs> um no this is just a podcast you get to hear our voices and we hope that hey this is not you... just a podcast this is the podcast though your one-stop shop for all self-improvement tips by yours truly Arya and Kesh. that's fair i agree and we hope that you have tuned into another oh i'm okay you good? Yeah. He just knocked himself into the wall. You good and you good and we're fine to move forward, right? Yes. No concussion? No, I'm fine. Move on. Okay. <laughs> um, we're here to share something not so much um personal in the sense of I can't talk this morning, but I'll talk. It is kind of personal. No, I don't know no, why you said I don't that. Know, it's not, not personal. It's not... I personally don't think of it so much in the professional sense. I know a lot of our topics have been more in the professional sense. Not that this can't be professionally taken into consideration. But I just want to give a background that it's not so much on my end that I'm thinking right, of it that way. Right, Because Keshvar gets most jobs that she applies for. But anyway, moving on. We're going to be talking about how to deal with rejection today. Okay. Both professionally and personally, and as lovely Keshwar put it, just in life in general, how yeah. to deal with that really harsh moment when somebody looks you in the eyes and they're like, no, I don't want you. You know I what? Don't want That's you. not what rejection is always, though. I don't want you, Keshwar. No, rejection can be just <laughs> ignoring you. Ooh. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to look you in the eye. They just Ooh. literally don't acknowledge you. Shout out to half the job recruiters out there. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Half. That's like 90%. They just don't respond to you. But then you see the ones on LinkedIn that are like, guys, make sure you always respond to your candidates. You make a bad image for all of us. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, honestly, they do. <laughs> I mean, it happened yesterday, not in a job sense, but in a normal sense. We're walking down the street and I saw someone... Oh, I was yeah. like, ooh, I really like her pants. And if you, you didn't say I really like her pants. You looked at her and you were like, I really like your pants. No, I said it to you and we were walking first. I was yeah. like, I really like her pants. And then as we were approaching her, because I believe that, you know, complimenting a stranger is not a bad thing and it actually might help someone's day get better. I was like, oh, I really love your pants. And she just like was with her dog and she didn't even look at me. And I'm pretty sure it was because she had AirPods on because I saw her AirPods. Yeah, yeah. We, see, we did, see what we want to see, Keshwar. Whatever. <laughs> Either way, you know, she didn't acknowledge it. And at first, I really rubbed it in my face in a not so nice way. Yeah, I was just joking around. But, <laughs> but, I mean, it didn't do anything for me in a negative way. No, not really. It didn't change my life. I really liked her pants. She never heard the compliment. Really, her loss. Her loss. Um, and that, I think, is something that needs to be the key point of everything is that when you have rejection, I think people deal with that very personally and they take that, internalize it, and make it like, it's all about me. Yeah, like, it I'm not good enough. about me. But, uh, no. It's really not. It's about the other person more than it's about you. Um, you know, in I most think, cases. 
Yeah, I mean most times, but like even in the times when it's not, it's generally not that personal unless you know it's your enemy and or they've done something. Yeah, you know. Plus, as we like to say, there's always something better coming. What's meant to be is meant to be. So if the thing you had your eyes on doesn't work out, well, it wasn't meant to be. I literally had that thought this morning. I was like lying in bed, and I was reflecting on everything since, um, since like pretty much I've graduated university, all the series of events, the jobs I've had, the people I've met, the things I've done, and I remember because I yesterday we uh, we were part of a book club and we were talking. And I, and I got, like, a blast from my past because two people that showed up were these this couple with, like, these amazing kids. And I was like, oh, my God, that was when I was first working at, like, the climbing gym. And then they were like, oh, what happened? Do you climb this, that, blah, blah, blah? Do you know this person? I was like, yeah. And then I was like, no, I, I tore my ACL in meniscus. And then I never went back. But all those times, and it kind of took me back to, like, everything that led me there, every rejection that led me there, like, um, I got, like, you don't have to be rejected in the sense of someone telling you something. It can be just life rejecting you, you know? I got rejected. That ACL tear was a huge thing in my life that rejected all my plans for the next, like, <laughs> year. I literally had plans to travel everywhere. And I got rejected by life. They were like, mm, no, you're not going anywhere. You're stuck in this hospital. And now you're <laughs> going to be stuck at home for the rest of summer. I mean, I did get to experience a lot of other things. But every piece of that, in hindsight, obviously, when I was in the hospital screaming my head off, um, was not oh. great. Yeah, I was like <laughs> literally reflecting on all this. But all of those little things that like bring you pain and sadness in the moment... Obviously, you can't see it when you're there because it just sucks. But I truly believe what Arya just said is that every every checkmark green light you get from the universe um, leads you to something else. And every time there's a door that blocks you in the form of rejection, it's there for a reason. And, it, and it's just how you can deal with it. So... Arya, how have you been able to deal with rejection in your past? What are your coping mechanisms and or ways that you view it? My coping mechanisms are to take it on the chin and move on, which is easier said than done Did in a lot of cases. you take it on the chin and move on? Yeah, isn't that the saying? I've never heard that saying. I swear it's a saying. All anyway, right. you just like, whatever, like, like, you know, rub it off, you know, pat it off or whatever, yeah. move on. Especially... Were you always like that? Um... No, of course not. First <laughs> first time I asked a girl to dance with me at the grade four dance, Dude. and she said no, I was devastated. Devastated, Keshwar. First time I asked a boy to dance, they never say no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you don't have to rub your romantic success in my face. <laughs> no, I, I'm joking. Um, I mean, I don't generally ask boys to dance. They're generally... I understand. Not what I want to be doing. I like dancing on my own. So just side note, dancing on your own is hella fun. I mean, dancing with someone you actually like and care about is fun, but dancing on your own is just like another level of pure joy. If you say so. <laughs> Anyways. Back on topic. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, first time, not so great. But as, you know, as I've matured in life and gotten smarter and more yeah. experienced i've realized 
that you know what? It's like that that Drake song, and this could apply to guys too. It's not just girls. But what's that line where he's like, "Women they come and go." You can say the same thing about men, by the way. Just putting it out there. Oh. So when you get rejected by somebody, you know, romantically speaking, you're like, "All right, bet, no problem. That's fine. Like she she's not into me like that. That's cool. No problem. There's a million other fish in the sea that I can. It can be really hard though. Don't get us wrong. Like I have, I've definitely. It can be really hard if you have really if you have real feelings for somebody and they reject you. Yeah, it can be really hard. Yeah, I mean, I remember one person literally starting a conversation off with me when I approached them about something in a romantic sense, and them being like, "Oh yeah, you." It didn't really matter, and I'd like been like, "What? What do you mean?" And like we had conversations, <laughs> and then it changed <laughs> in like the span of like ten minutes, where I was like, "Oh no, it really mattered," and I was just lying. I was like, "Okay, well." That was hurtful <laughs> and then confusing. And so like rejection can be really emotionally roller coastery. I don't think it's to like say you just you're like, ah, I don't care and you just are there. No, I mean obviously like it it might stay in the back of your head for a little bit, but I think the way to deal with it is just to keep reminding yourself that it wasn't meant to be and there's something better coming. And like the only reason it didn't work out is because it just it was never meant to work out. I have I have a technique I've done before. What's your technique, Kishwar? And it's like, basically, yeah, you, I've hated people before. And I know hate is a strong word, but I don't mean it in like I hate them now. I don't have any hate for them. But, you know, in that moment, you're just like, oh, I want to kill you. And you're so annoying and rude to me. And I hope you don't get any happiness in this moment. But then, <laughs> but that's just the childish version of you. And then you get over it and you're like, oh, my God, please forgive my sins. Um, but... When I'm in those moments, I really, really take the time, whether you want to, like, talk to somebody about it or write it out, it's okay to vent about those things, but then, honest to God, sit down and reflect on every bullet you just dodged. Like, what is the good that came out of the situation? Like, would it have been, just if it's in the sense of a relationship, we can go for a job, would it have been a toxic relationship or job? Would you have had mental health issues? Would it have been a long distance thing? Would it have taken a toll on your relationships? All these things. Obviously, it's not saying that it's all bad. You probably may not see all those bad things. But I think when you're in that state of anger or rejection or upset, um, your your field of, like, it just narrows. Your field of view narrows mm-hmm. down a lot to a focal point of, like, I could have had this and they rejected this. And, oh, my God, the future could have been so great. But... The future could have been really shitty, too. It could have been really shitty. Here's another thing to think about, at least romantically. I mean, I think we'll switch gears to, to job job rejections as well. But wouldn't you rather be with somebody who's genuinely excited to go out with you rather than having to, like, work really hard to convince somebody that was, like, on the fence to, like, give you a shot? Yeah. I would rather go on a date with somebody who, like, genuinely is as excited as I am to go on a date with each other. I agree. Um, I mean, I've been in multiple positions where I've been like... On a date? No. Wow. We're not talking about that. Look at you go. No. (laughs) We're talking about the fact that I think there's another part of this which ties into the previous episode about others' opinions. It's not so much others' opinions, but it's comparison. Because I've been in in romantic situations where... um, (laughs) 
I don't know why, but something about me attracted this where, you know, I'd be with with someone in the sense like I really like them, they like me, and then there's someone else and they really like that person too. And then it becomes like, oh my God, I'm just I just want to clarify, not actually with them. No, I'm not with them. No. You're into them. I'm into them. But they're into me too. So there's a bit of a love triangle situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a triangle. It's like a... What do you mean it's not a triangle? It's like a person in the center and then there's two on the opposite end. Yeah, that's what a triangle is. No, a triangle goes in like a... Okay, you think Edward and Jason from Twilight liked each other? They didn't like each other at all. There's no Jason, there's Jacob. Shame on you. You Oh, it's Jacob. You just movie with your family. I didn't just watch it. Okay. All right, buddy. I haven't seen this already for Also, years. how did you know? Because I have a stellar memory. Okay, all right. All right, anyways, point being, I get it. Yeah, love triangle, whatever you want to call it. But you get the point where you get into a comparison mindset, right? And so then when you do get rejected or you, you kind of expect that, then you go into a negative spiral of the reasons you got rejected, of you not being good enough, of you not being the right. And this can be in jobs too. You know, when you compare yourself against other candidates, if you're both sitting in an interview room and I've been here and you talk to the other person and you're like, oh my God, what do you do? Oh my God, what do you do? How'd you get this job? And then they're like, oh, I work for NASA and I'm like this, 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 and I have this and I'm from Harvard. And you're like, holy sh... Obviously, I haven't had that but i'm just saying as an example you know that's a very <laughs> exaggerated example yeah but, but I, yeah, if you, if you have point. someone there in the room um with you or in the competition ring with you in that way that you're comparing what you're getting rejected for it becomes a lot harder for you to get over it because you're just in that mental loop of you're not good enough and that is not true I do believe that's the main thing. I think you have to always remind yourself that you are good enough for the right person and the right thing that is heading your way, whether Mm. it is a relationship, a friendship, a job, whatever it is, it is coming your way. It's just that that one thing wasn't for you. And, you know, like... You're right. You're absolutely right. The person and or organization that values you correctly will come along. Yeah. And... You may have to go through the crappy ones to get there. And that's fine. It's part of the Mm -hmm. journey. You learn from that. And I think the key thing you learn from that is what you don't like. Right? And so then you never settle for that again. Right. And then you're the one who starts rejecting things in life. Because you're like, that doesn't vibe with me. And that's totally okay. But that's the point. So think of all the times you've rejected someone or something. And think of it as this. Do you ever go like, oh, it's you, you, you? Or is it like, you don't work with me. You don't have that capacity to, or compatibility to match up to me. Yeah. And maybe that job will align to you at one point. Maybe that person will grow and get to that point. It doesn't mean that rejection is your final step or the final... Like door closed. Door closed, right? That door may show up in your life again at a different point and that opportunity may open up. Like, I remember having a job when I graduated out of high school or university, sorry, that I really had my eyes on. Like, this company was my dream company. And I just really, and I still admire them. Like, they're a great company. I just really like them. And I applied and I was, like, so gung-ho, like, for this internship. What was it? You want to say the name of the company? Um, it's Sidley. It's like a, it's like a Canadian design oh, firm okay. and stuff. I'm not familiar. Uh, no, they're just, they're not huge, but they're pretty, they're pretty decent sized. Okay. Um, I just really liked the way they advertise themselves and the way I saw them after university, um, as being like approachable in what I wanted to be doing. 
And I really put like a lot of wishing into it, but I can honestly say upon reflection, like, did I really try that hard for the interview that I had to videotape? Mm, I don't know. I mean, in my mind, I think I did, and maybe I did enough at that time in my personal belief, but realistically, I don't think I did all I had to like apply for that and or show that I was the right candidate for that job. And I probably didn't even have all the skills for that job, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember getting that rejection and being kind of sad over it. And then being like, okay, that's fine. And even though it was something I really wanted, I just kind of took it at the attitude of, I'm not at the stage yet where I can work there. Mm. Obviously, I've changed my mind now. It's not that I want to work there. I just like, I would still work there. I just haven't thought of... I applied, I think, once or twice more after that. Um, and then I kind of was like, eh, there's a reason this isn't working out. That's fine. Whatever. Move on. And you can give up or you can keep going with whatever it is. I think that's another decision that comes with um, rejection. It's like, do you want to be persistent with that rejection? Because I think sometimes persistence is underrated. Your ad is. Um, because people like give up after the first time. And sometimes you don't give up after the first time. Yeah, if you really want something, yeah, don't, don't, you know. Don't let rejection stop. Don't let rejection stop. You keep going after it. But, like, it's, it's one of those rules of thumb where I don't think applies in every situation. Like, you have to, you have to read the situation. You have to read very, you know, intelligently whether or not there honestly may be some, like, wiggle room for you to keep pushing. Yeah. Like, if you're with a girl and she says no very firmly... There is no wiggle room. There's no wiggle room, but you can... Or with a guy. Let's put it... Okay, so I had a Mm. friend, and she's awesome, um, but she told me... And I've had a few friends, actually, where they've met somebody as a friend, and I know guys always do this, like, they put me in the friend zone. It's not like the friend zone. Oh, they got locked up, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm in the friend zone. Whatever. But the girls, like, generally are just like, you know, you're a valuable friend, and I've done that. Like, I'm just like, you are a friend to me. And I'm just not willing to put this friendship on the line for a romantic relationship for any reason. And so you reject the person. Um, But it's not necessarily like, I'm not like, I hate, I can't be with you, right? It's like, oh, I just want to be friends for now. But if you keep not necessarily being like, hey, date me, hey, date me, hey, date me. But more like just showing them your value, your compatibility, like how good you work together and making that the intention of it. And that's with anything, with a job too, you know, like going out there, showing your value, essentially, of how you are worth this risk that either a person is taking, a company is taking, like whether it's a friendship, whatever it is, and then making it known that you're worth it and you're not, you're not giving up per se, but you're not like in their face every day and just being like, hey, take me, take me, Mm -hmm. oh, hire me, hire me, be my friend, be my boyfriend, boyfriend, hello, (laughs) like, They're going to get annoyed by you. And I think that's where people, like, persistence can get annoying. But I think there's a subtle way of showing persistence. And at points, yeah, you do need to be more abrupt about it. And like Arya said, breathe the situation. But rejection doesn't mean... It's sometimes there as a barrier and it's sometimes there as a blockade. Like, it's fully blocking you sometimes. And that's because, like, don't go there. Or sometimes it's just like, well, do you really want this? Let's put a little barrier in front of you and a hurdle. And, and let's see what see, happens. Can you get in front of it? Um, because life will throw you a lot of right. those. So it just comes back down to reading the situation. Yeah. But like, I think for most jobs, when you get rejected, there's probably not a lot of wiggle room. 
you could maybe try to be like, oh, is there any other positions or something like that? But, you know, I don't know. That's not true. I, I would like to say, like, with jobs, it can be the people you know a lot of the time. And I know we've done the episode on, like, you know. Job searching. Job searching and stuff. Um, but I think when you are going for a job, it really, it does matter in how you present yourself a lot of the time in that interview mm-hmm. phase if you get there. Um, obviously, it's hard when you're, like, you don't get a reply or anything like we've said. But that doesn't mean you have to stop. You can send another follow-up email. You can send thank you emails. You can always be like, um, keep me in mind if you ever have an opening. And then just reach out to them every so often. Mm -hmm. Be like, hey, I'm looking up. I'm following up. And I think in the job world, like people, I've heard a lot of times when people have been like, I got this job because I never gave up. Like, they were just like, okay, at this point, let's friggin' give this person a shot. They obviously want it really badly. And if not, they'll file a harassment suit against you and be <laughs> like, bye. No, I'm joking. They won't do that, hopefully. Um, but Honestly, I feel like the secret sauce for, for getting, like, most jobs you want is becoming very well-connected with recruiters. Uh, not just recruiters. Important people in the company. Important people, yeah, but... In terms of hiring, most of the time it's recruiters, in, at least in bigger companies. Yeah, in bigger companies. But and then recruiters also well. know each other very well. Yeah. And they also move around quite a bit. So you might know a recruiter at one company, and then a year later, that recruiter moves to a company that you actually want to work for. Well, I think here's the thing. I think, you know how they say when one door closes, another one opens up? Yeah. I don't think that's true. I think actually when one door closes, a bunch more open up. And it's just how you see it. If you're only focused on that closed door, you'll never see the other doors that have opened up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that closed door is what you want to unlock, then you know, you're going to keep looking for that key to get in there. But really, if you take a step back, you could honestly, I mean, you could see so many other jobs that are out there. Maybe that's not the field you're supposed to be in. Maybe you need to go do something else. Maybe you need to travel. I had a friend and they they were like, if I, you know, they've been working at a company. They like their job. They like the company. But they had a bigger dream, a bigger goal to go travel and do something else. Um, and they were just like, if I do my job, like, well, they're going to give me a raise. And they did. They offered her then a promotion. They're like, we're going to interview for your promotion um, in like, I don't know, let's just say March of last year. And she's like, if I get it, then I'm going to stay. And if I don't, I'm going to, like, go do what I want to do, which is travel. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get it. And so instead of just trying for the same job again and sticking for this company and whatever, she's, she went and traveled. And now she's, like, she's found a bunch of new doors that have led her closer to what she wants. And I think that's what it is. I think that rejection point will redirect your your personal north-facing arrow, kind of. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. And find out, do you, is this something you really want? Is this a opportunity that you really want? Um, like when I tore my ACL and I really wanted to travel at that point in time, like my mom tried so hard to tell me happened for a reason, happened for a reason. I was devastated because I'd made travel plans in my mind. I was like, this is the only time for me to travel with my best friend. I don't know what else I can do. Like, what is life going to do for me? Can I ever do, like, you know, physical activity the same way again? It was really hard. It, like, it took a toll on me in that moment in time. Um, and then now when I look at it, like, you know, it had to happen 
for her to find the person she's with now, for her to be in the situation she's in and the place that she needs to be to grow in. And it happened for me too, because it led me to so many, obviously like other doors and there's some that I wish, you know, were kind of closed when I went through them, but it's fine. It all led me to where I am. And even those doors that I wish were closed, I don't actually wish that because like I'm with Arya now. I have my own, you know, set of skills that I've developed and learned from in a professional sense. I've had opportunities that have let me grow so much, have broken me down, but have let me grow. And I think every time I got rejected, I can honestly say in hindsight, there was a path that I had to like go down and it may not seem fun at all points, but it leads you to a greater goodness that you find for yourself. And that's with the people you meet as well. I think you're allowed to reject people too. Um, I think that's a huge point to, to like follow up with. It's that rejection isn't something you only face. Like it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to get rejected. Rejection to others is, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, like don't be like, bish, bye. But you could just, you just be like, this is not the right time or the space for me to take this job, for example. Someone's reaching out to you. Or if a friend needs something from you and wants you to do something huge, you could easily just be like, this is not something that works for me right now. And it's okay to say no in that sense and reject, you know, that opportunity, I think. Yeah, Um, if you have your sights on other things. Yeah, but I think think rejection is given a bad name in the sense of, like, people are always like, it's the other person's fault. And I don't think that's true. I think rejection comes through you. And what you want and what you're aligned for. And at the end of the day, um, the relationships you have in all aspects of your life are based on what you have accepted in your life and what you've rejected as well as what obviously has been rejected from the other person. Because when you're both open to it and you're both accepting of it, that's what you want, like Arya said in the beginning. You'd much rather go out with someone who wants to be going out with you than someone who doesn't. Like, that sounds horrible. It sounds miserable. You don't want that, right? And you are your own unique person. You cannot sit there and, like, compare another person's experiences or uh, physicality or emotional status, anything really to where you are because you just haven't been on the same path. And it's not fair to do that. It can be hard to do that sometimes. But like I said, if you sit down and you have the time or the motivation to do so, you can always take that situation and figure out what has come out of it, the good that's come out of it. And you just have to broaden that perspective you have on the situation, I believe. Speaking of rejection, I also thought of, like, getting rejected for universities. Oh, yeah. Like, when you were trying to, like, get into the schools you wanted to. Like, I remember I really wanted to get into Waterloo for, like, software engineering. Yeah. And that was, like... I don't know. Everybody kept telling me like that was one of the hardest programs to get into in Canada, like this and that. And I was like, I can do it. Like, have you seen my computer science grade? Like nobody can match me. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, the rest of my grades did not convey a similar (laughs) message. (laughs) And I did not get into that school. And I was devastated. I was really sad. It was probably one of the only times in high school that like I honestly cried. Interesting. I, I I I also believe like But it worked out. It worked out for the best. I had yeah, I had I mean university rejection led to a lot of um 
other universal rejections for me. Personally, I didn't apply to a bunch of schools. Um, I applied to exactly the ones I chose because in Canada, at least, you know, when you're applying to universities, I think you pay a fee and you have, I don't know, three of them you can get for free in that fee. And then after that, you pay extra for each one. Yeah. And I was like, mm, no, I'm only applying to the three plus one more. Just like, because there wasn't much variety for what I was studying as well. Also, I wanted to go to other provinces and stuff. And I wanted to be close to home. So I had, I had a set boundary set up. Um, and there was one school that was like highly competitive. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend I'm going to get in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just know it's not, it's not something I can even lie to myself about. And I never tried. I know I wouldn't have gotten in because like I didn't have the marks for it. I didn't have a portfolio for it. I didn't have anything to even get past the first few stages. It was so highly competitive. And in my mind, I was like, it's not worth the stress I already have to take on. For everything else to add that to it um but on a side note i remember very clearly and i think this is the comparison thing it's really funny because i had a very good friend at that time who did so much better than me in all the key subjects we needed to get into the degrees we were both like aiming for architecture and i remember being like shit like i had to go to private school for math again in grade 12 because my mark was like not an 80 and I was like, I need an 80 to get into university. And I, I killed myself for that. And she would just coast by. Like, it was so easy for her. I would be like, frig, how are you getting A's on math? But it was really easy for her. Her marks did really well. She was one of those people who, like, didn't care much but did really well on in school. Um, and that was really frustrating for me. But we both applied to pretty much all the same schools. And there were three of us. Um, the third girl wasn't as much my friend at that point because she'd been causing drama and she got basically the first girl to believe that once we got into the university phases and we we got our our um, interviews in we started getting acceptances and rejections and she started getting rejections I started getting acceptances <laughs> and that tripped her up so hard because in her mind, she was getting better marks than me. And I was, like, not as good in her eyes. Like, she paid thousands of dollars to get, like, these beautiful portfolio paintings in. And I hadn't paid as much to go for my art classes. And my work wasn't, like, as spectacular as her, like, work was, right? So, she, in her mind, she couldn't fathom that, like, she'd gotten rejected and I'd gotten accepted. And this other girl was, like, putting more delusions into her head. And it ended up causing a huge, like, it broke that friendship completely. But it just goes to show that it's not, like, you can get accepted without even understanding all the parts and pieces until future reflection. Like, I understand now that my people skill was so much better than hers. Um, we had interview phases that I had to do. There was also testing on English, which was her horrible subject. Like, that was mm. a huge component we were tested on. And I'm really good at English and languages, so I probably did really well there so it balances out so you may see another candidate when you're applying to university to school to jobs whatever it is and you may think they're really good in one area but you may not see their weakness and when you go through that process you'll figure it out that hey you're actually stronger in another area than another person and that's fine but I really do believe at the end of the day all those rejections all those acceptances everything that adds up there has a purpose mm -hmm. And you just have to be able to sit there 
and not take any of that emotionally in a detrimental way that hurts your mental health and brings you down, but rather you reaffirm that this is something that is lined up for me and at the moment in time, I need to reflect on whether I really want it or I don't. And if you really want it, are you willing to go for it again? Like she, she, through all her rejections, um, reapplied the year after and got in and then transferred out. So she went out into another school um, that she really wanted because mm. in her mind, that was what she wanted, the degree she deserved and the school, the recognition, whatever. Right. Right. So she got it in the second year, right? And that was all it took. But it can be really hard if you take it the wrong way the, f- the first time Right. Around. Well, at least she was persistent. She, well, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of different factors. But all I'm saying is if that's what you're looking for, don't give up on that person. Like, Arya was someone I was very persistent about. And it took a lot of courage on my end, I think, to uh, approach it. But... I believed in it. I did. I didn't want to live my life in regret. And I thought to myself, if I don't do this right now, then I'll always have a what if question in my head. And I think that's a lot of the big decisions I've made in my life. It's that like, okay, do I face rejection? Okay. Or do I face that what if question that I never did and never found out if I could have done it? Mm Mm-hmm. Will that haunt you? If, if I think it would haunt you way more than a rejection will. And that's the thing. So I think if you're okay with being rejected and being able to understand that it's not personal but aligned for you, then you'll probably be happier in life and take more risks in life. Mm-hmm. Don't go jumping off a, a, a hill without, not a hill, but a mountain without like a, you know, parachute. But plan enough for you to be aware of the situation and the requirements needed for you to get there. You know, someone may seem super out of your league, um, but you don't know where they are and you don't know what their expectations are. And if you don't take that chance, you'll never know. And someone may not seem good enough for you, but until you get to know them and you understand them, you won't know if they're really an amazing freaking person. Or if that job that you thought wasn't going to be great, like, actually led you to meet some amazing people who will lead you to your next job. And so those are the points in life where I think you have to be open to being hurt a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because rejection hurts. It does. It's not fun. But it leads you to fun. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes more pain. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, that's my spiel on rejection. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my TED talk. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that pretty much covers it, huh? I think so. I think uh, remember that you have a power in rejection and that you are in control of the, your life and your situations and that nothing is is there to really stop you from living your best life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what's meant to be, it will come. Yeah. Que sera, sera, whatever. If you don't get into your school, you're going to get into a better school that was meant for you. Or you'll, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. If you don't get into your job, a better job will come along. Yep. If you don't get the person that you really wanted, then maybe you would not have had a fantastic relationship together and somebody better will come into your life. Yeah. 
you know i really do believe there are multiple people multiple opportunities multiple situations out there um aligned for you there's not just like that one thing you can't believe that i know like for example everyone goes like the one for me and it's like yeah but there's also like 50 other ones for you it's just what aligns in that time and that space and that moment and everything right. everything has to kind of be like that puzzle piece to fit perfectly together if there's a little edge that's off it won't click and those are the little things that matter a lot of life is like that i feel um but i think the key takeaway is for you to understand that when you are rejected it is something everyone, every single person goes through, whether it is a harsh rejection or something subtle like someone not hearing you tell them you like their pants. Um, you don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. You are amazing as you are and you're on your own journey and that's just not meant for you at that time. And that's all it is. Be aware of the doors that open up for you because I bet you, I bet you there's so much more out there. I agree. Hence, all right. All the girls from Arya's past have led With to that me. said, let's wrap it up. The best thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. We really hope that you <laughs> got some value from this episode. Yeah. And if you have anything to share with us, please do so on our Instagram, go.station. Thank you for tuning in. We love you all. And have the best week ever. Bye. Bye, friends. Bye.